אתם עם SBS בעברית. לעוד סיפורים מעניינים, כנסו ל-sbs.com.au. שלום, אוסטרליה. former principal at Melbourne's Adas Israel School. Jury heard on February the 8th that Leifer sexually abused three students and made threats to one about what would happen if word of her conduct towards the young woman got out. Crown Prosecutor Justin Lewis told the County Court of Victoria that Leifer had implied to one of the complainants, Dussie Ehrlich, that if she were to tell anyone what was happening to her, she would publicise... in the community that Ehrlich's mother was abusive verbally and physically, a confidence Ehrlich had shared with her principal. The court heard that when Ehrlich tried to bond with another teacher at the school, intending to ask whether Leifer's alleged conduct was normative, Leifer became, quote, jealous and forbade her from having a friendship with anyone but her. Lewis told, also told the court that complainant Nicole Meyer had been sexually abused by Leifer, who told her, quote, this will help you for your wedding night. Lewis related another incident in which Leifer touched Mayer's pubic area and said words to the effect of, I'll leave that to your husband. Leifer, clad in a long black skirt and head wrap at the court, appeared to be praying quietly from a religious text during the day's first day proceedings. Addressing the jury at the trial's opening, Judge Gamble instructed it to review the 29 charges that it will hear and outline the elements of proof required for each charge and instructed the jurors that as Leifer had pleaded not guilty to each charge, it is up to the jury to decide whether she is guilty or not guilty on each of the charges. He also urged jurors to disregard the any information they had learned about the case before the trial. The judge emphasised that although the charges will be heard in one trial, they were separate charges, and each charge needs to be considered by the jury only on the evidence that relates to it. He pointed out the jury's decision on each charge must be unanimous. The indictment against Leifer, released in a redacted form by the court on Tuesday, cited 29 charges against her, including rape, indecent assault and sexual penetration of a 16 or 17-year-old child. A Crown prosecutor's charge is related to alleged acts performed by LIFA between January 2003 and September 2007 while she was principal of the school. According to the indictment, the alleged offences took place at various locations, including school camps, the school office, the school library... a school room, and Leifer's then home. Uh, Leifer, 56 years old, remains in custody in Melbourne. She has maintained she is innocent and has pleaded not guilty to all 29 charges. With the jury impaneled on Tuesday, the trial's opening arguments began and attendance at the trial, uh, which is expected to go for six weeks, uh, is expected to be high. Uh, evidence from complainants... is due to be heard in a closed court, and a suppression order applies to aspects of the trial's media coverage. The trial, of course, was originally scheduled to begin last year, so uh, it's going ahead now, which would be of interest to uh, many, many people in the Australian Jewish community and uh, in Israel as well. 
We are talking to Shane Deziat, a senior journalist at the Australian Jewish News, and we are listening to SBS Shalom Australia with Nitza Lowenstein. And that was the latest update from Shane about Malka Leifer's criminal trial that began on the 7th of February, and we'll keep you updated in the next few weeks. Shane, unfortunately, Jewish headstones were vandalized at Maitland Cemetery in Newcastle, New South Wales. Yes, uh, so uh, community stalwart Nina Bassett asked, uh, why are we Jews so hated and will the hatred ever end? Those questions come, came into fine focus last week with the desecration of 10 Jewish graves at the Maitland Cemetery. Uh, police are appealing for information about the headstones in the Hunter Region Cemetery in New South Wales. They were spray-painted with stenciled Nazi swastikas in what is a suspected hate crime. Established in 1846, the South Maitland Cemetery is the earliest dedicated Jewish cemetery in New South Wales. There was one burial there in 2000, but it seized operations back in 1940. It's located in the middle of four fields and can only be accessed by travelling down a long road. This was not some random action, Bassett told the Jewish News. It was a planned and deliberate attack on Jewish graves only, and one can only weep at such wanton, specific and targeted hatred and hope that the Newcastle Jewish community confronts it with strength and dignity. Police said a crime scene was established and a number of items were seized which will be forensically examined. Rabbi Yossi and Malki Rodol of the Hunter Chabad told the Jewish News they're planning to visit the cemetery this Sunday, which Rabbi Rodel said is in desperate need of general upkeep, while Maitland Council has applied a white cleaning substance to the headstones. The incident occurred the same week the Executive Council of Australian Jewry Jewry released its annual report on anti-Semitism in Australia, which revealed a 40% increase in anti-Semitism incidents over the last two years. Shane, still on the same topic, the New South Wales Premier Dominique Perrottet will deliver opening address at uh, Eddie Barr's Holocaust talk at New South Wales Parliament next week. He's written a book from Bergen-Belsen to Sydney. Yes, it's an extraordinary story. And as you said, it's going to be uh, told by him uh, speaking at this event at New South Wales Parliament House. He was three months old when Germany invaded his home country of the Netherlands in 1940, and at the age of three, he was sent to Bergen-Belsen along with his family. His story is, is, is a unique one of survival, because according to Yad Vashem and Red Cross records, the Boas family of four entered Bergen-Belsen together and incredibly emerged after 14 months as an intact family unit. And in 1954, the family moved to Australia. Boas is passionate about Holocaust education, and his memoir... I'm not a victim, I am a survivor, has enabled him to feel comfortable now to talk to students at many schools. He's urging the Jewish community to continue to speak out about anti-Semitism and says the fact this event is sold out shows there is plenty of interest in the subject. Shane, there was a tragic incident in Bondi Beach with the death of Peter Michelson, age 57. Very tragic. Uh, He's been remembered as the most exceptional, special person 
Now, following his tragic death at Bondi Beach last week, he was a highly accomplished swimmer who regularly swam in the Bondi Bay, but he sadly passed away at St Vincent's Hospital following a freak accident at North Bondi's Flat Rock area uh, the day before. His devastated friend and swimming partner, Roy Cohen, said Michelson was always an absolute pleasure to be around. He was huge in stature and just the most powerful and brilliant swimmer, just a super athlete. He always lifted other people up. His friend, Jorian Katzel, echoed Cohen's sentiments with an emotional post on social media, which said, after each training session, there was an SMS from him encouraging me and motivating me in the pursuit of excellence. He was loved by all. He was a member of the Warringah Masters Swimming Club and also Maccabi, Maccabi New South Wales Swimming Club, who described him as a master swimmer in its tribute to him. Michelson is survived by his wife, Leanne, and daughter, Sienna, who is in year 12 at the moment at Emmanuel School. Emmanuel School principal, Andrew Watt, said our school community is deeply saddened by the tragic passing of a man who impacted so many, and we extend our deep condolences uh, to his family. It is very tragic and untimely. Shane, amazing experience for Stephen Lowy and Gary Perlstein as they joined Aliyah flights from Ethiopia to Israel. And I must say, I had to mention it because years ago, I was in Kiev and the Sochnut, also the Jewish agency, organized for me to go on the same type of flight, of Aliyah flight from Kiev, from the Ukraine to Israel. And it was amazing, amazing experience. The people on the flight were so excited to, to come and live in Israel. Yeah, amazing uh, that they uh, are. Stephen Lowy and Gary Perlstein, they were joined the Karen Hayasod UIA delegation that actually spent uh, three days in Gondar region before the flight, uh, meeting the people. They also visited the ancient Jewish village of Ambavar. They uh, went to the synagogues and, and a Jewish Hebrew school. And then after all that, they, they boarded the flight uh, with the 95. Uh, and they, yeah, as you said, the, the scenes on arrival at Ben Gurion Airport were uh, unbelievable, fantastic. So they're the latest in, in this uh, second phase of Operation Zur, which is conducted with the support of Karen Hayasod and the Jewish Agency and the Israeli government. And uh, the first phase began uh, in September 2020, and the aim is to bring a total of 3,000 Ethiopian Jews to Israel who have been waiting for years at transit camps in Gondar and in Addis Ababa. Shane Diziatnik, a senior journalist at the Australian Jewish News. Thank you so much and have a great week. Ikvu acharenu, ve'afitzu otanu derech dafa Facebook shelanu.